0: Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today it's episode number 14 Art that Speaks to Your Heart. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. Over the weekend, I was thinking about arts. I got thinking how we have admired arts for centuries. As I let my mind drift, I wondered where arts come from. And I think it comes from the heart. For many of us, I think it starts as a hobby, an evening or a weekend project, or a problem that you're looking for a solution for. You know you've tapped into your unique gift when you are willing to work at your craft regardless of the amount of time and effort you have to put in. You feel like if you could just do that all day, it would make your heart sing. Of course, it requires time and effort to master your craft. The beauty is in the enjoyment of doing it. Art comes from many forms, such as furniture or jewelry. In reality, art is everywhere. Any object you see or use has a form, a shape, and specific characteristics. Take a computer mouse, or a home, or a car. They are all work of art that someone created. Most of us are unaware of our unique creative abilities, and we tell ourselves that anyone could do it. We mistakenly believe that our unique gifts and talents are not that special. Unfortunately, some artists don't even feel their craft is worth sharing with the world. I heard it from Oprah, but as I searched online, the originator, David Viscott, said, the purpose of life is to discover your gift. The work of life is to develop it. The meaning of life is to give your gift away. When I first heard that quote, I felt warm and fuzzy inside and somewhat concerned at the same time. I thought, yes, helping others is what I aim for. But then I thought, but do I really want to give my gift away? I understood its meaning when I read an online article that J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series, has given a lot of her money to several charities. Isn't that amazing that what one person can conceive she can actually achieve. And not only that she achieved, she generously gave to others as well. Imagine how many people would have less today if she hadn't chosen to write her books. This is what it means to give it away. It simply means to share it, just like I share my stories. For the longest time, I thought I was in the science business, I studied textile dye and chemistry and worked at a dye house. I focused primarily on troubleshooting problems and didn't view my work as art. However, turning a piece of garment from white to turquoise is an art in itself, especially when the garment needs to meet rigorous quality standards. Have you ever purchased an expensive shirt which lost its vibrancy after the first wash? Or worse, stain everything else you washed with it? Even with my textile background, I've managed to turn my son's white socks pink a few times. When I started developing the skincare creams, again, I saw my work from a chemist's point of view. You know, the process of blending each ingredient in the right sequence and having the correct emulsion. The more I got involved with the process, however, the more I realized that creating beauty product requires more than just science. It also requires a business mind, a heart, and art. The heart supplies the purpose and the motivation. The mind is necessary for profitability and feasibility. Without heart, nothing would start. And the art ties everything together. There is a lot of creative art needed to promote a brand, especially in the sales and marketing area. Art is where imagination and creativity comes in. In anything I do, I love to experiment using ideas from different sources. I create without the confinement of a box. I always keep my mind open and see opportunities everywhere. There is another type of art worth mentioning and this one does not require any blueprint. It's the art of friendship. I believe having a true friend in life someone with whom you can deeply connect with and share anything, even your craziest ideas, without fear of judgment, is one of the greatest gifts life can bring. I was fortunate 20 years ago to have met Nixa. She became a true friend who will always have my back no matter what. Over the weekend, I saw Nixa and she was so excited to show me her latest steampunk creations that she's working on. If you are not familiar with steampunk art, It's a collage of all sorts of metallic pieces, usually old, recycled material, but it can also be new pieces. There are metal gears, chain, clocks, and all sorts of other items. Sadly, Nixa has had a fair share of sorrow. Ten years ago, she lost her 33-year-old son, Louis. And in 2016, she lost her husband, Bob. While coping with her losses, she discovered a passion for creating amazing steampunk art. For the past two years, I've witnessed her progression in creating her steampunk arts and her excitement when she comes up with new ideas. Nixa shared with me that when one of her art pieces is completed, an extension of herself is created, and it mends her soul in the process. Nixa, like many others, including me, struggles in promoting her art. Not long ago, she pushed herself out of her comfort zone and stopped by a local bike shop to see if they had any discarded spare parts. To Nixa's surprise, the man recognized her art. He explained that his son loves steampunk art. At that moment, they both connected, allowing the man a moment of vulnerability. He shared that his son is struggling with depression and he doesn't know what to do. Coping with depression herself, Nixa felt compelled to do something special. She went home and created a unique piece for this young man, in the hope that he will know inside his heart that he matters too. This shop owner gave Nixa more than just some spare parts. He gave her faith that her artwork is valuable and worth sharing with the world. And in return, our art may inspire his son to share his gift with others. What if by getting ourselves out of our own way, we could let go of fear and let our greatness shine? I found that creating meaningful art is not for the faint-hearted. It calls for courage, patience, persistence, and a dose of tenacity. At the core, it requires love, faith, and belief. I came across a This blog post written by Jeff Goins, Why the story of starving artists needs to die. I am bringing some of his blog posts here because he has a valid point, which ties with art. We were taught that most artists struggle to make ends meet. According to Professor Artfield, Michelangelo's fortune was worth roughly $47 in today's time. Why are we taught to believe that great artists like Michelangelo was broke most of his life? In my opinion, false beliefs are encouraged by religious leaders who wanted to make us feel guilty by putting in our head that living a comfortable life is a sin. Or perhaps religious leaders didn't want people to know how much they were paying to have the 16th chapel painted. Getting rid of century-old false belief or going against the norm, take courage. I love how Jeff makes a parallel between a starving artist and a thriving artist. He wrote, The principle every thriving artist lives by, the rule of the new renaissance. And it goes, The starving artist believes you must be born an artist. The thriving artist knows you become one. The starving artist strives to be original. The thriving artist steals from his influences. Now, I am not so keen on Jeff's choice of word, the word steals, so i rather say the thriving artist models from his influences. I notice that when we hear the divine truth, the message is the same, so in the end, It makes sense that we are all influenced by someone. What is unique is the story the teller shares when experiencing his truth. And to continue, the starving artist believes he has enough talent. The thriving artist apprentices under a master. The starving artist is stubborn about anything. The thriving artist is stubborn on vision but flexible on details. The starving artist waits to be noticed. The thriving artist cultivates patrons. The starving artist needs no one. The thriving artist finds a scene. Now this is another side note. We have so many free platforms to choose from now. Take for example Facebook, Pinterest or YouTube. The starving artist always work alone. The thriving artist... Collaborates with others. The starving artist does his work in private. The thriving artist practices in public. The starving artist works for free. The thriving artist always works for something. The starving artist sells out too soon. The thriving artist owns as much of his work as possible. The starving artist does one thing. The thriving artist does many things. The starving artist despises the need for money, and the thriving artist makes money to make more art. I think my biggest struggle was learning how to promote myself. Again, we have been taught that bragging about ourselves is not polite. One day in one of the seminars I attended, Jane McNeil said, "If you had a cure for cancer, But we're not willing to promote your knowledge. What good would it do to this world? From that moment on, I realized that selling is simply sharing with someone the problem you solve. If the person has this problem, great. If not, you move on. I think the main challenge with unique arts is how to price it. To artists, their creations are simply priceless. However... For an artist to thrive, it takes a buyer. The value of art is determined by the quantity available, the channel of distribution, and how many people know that your art exists and how desirable the item is to the collective buying public. This brings me to share my values from a buyer's perspective. I will say I love art. However, I denied the joy of it for many years. When I moved to my apartment, I bought new furniture. As I was shopping, I came across an old antique dresser that had been refurbished. This work of art spoke to me. In the past, I would think this is too expensive or I would say it's not for me. However, in that instant, I chose to buy it. I felt it was time for me to enjoy beautiful things in life. Not long ago, I came across an artist who does fantastic paintings. She admitted wishing to paint every day, yet cannot do so because of lack of financial security. Her dreams of painting full-time have been put on hold for 40 years, just because she isn't sure that she can sustain her life if she chooses painting over her current career. What if we could open our mind, increase our self-worth, and focus instead on believing that our art is worth creating and sharing. When that gave us the freedom to create, I realized that life is short and precious, and I now allow myself to enjoy each moment as it comes. I learned to appreciate my talent as well as others. And how about you? What would you create if you had no limit? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast please share it. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at this email address, ask at nadiafleury.com.